Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Robin Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are Are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies? Are B-movies more your style? Then the folks over at They Call This A Movie have you covered. Join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi, action, comedy, and more. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean at theycallthisamovie.podbean.com. They Call This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all new episode of Geek Vibes Live. I'm your host, Jawan. And today we have a very special show. <clears throat> Before uh, I get into who I am joined with today, I wanted to give a shout out to Tia. Um, who is celebrating, well, her birthday was Friday, but she's celebrating her birthday weekend, so she is not on with us today. But she did find time to record a episode of Top Ten with Brittany, um, and I believe they were taking on Snowpiercer, so make sure you guys go check that out. And also, it's not too late to still wish Pia a happy belated birthday, so make sure you guys go do that. Now, without further ado, welcoming the guy that I'm so grateful uh, was able to join me tonight for this episode. Dan, what's going on, Dan? Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just uh, enjoying my quarantine, I guess, trying to <laughs> live one day at a time. Yeah, that's, that's legit all we can do. Um, but yeah. to alert the uh, the audience, Anyone who is still being quarantined, you now have plenty of time to listen to an all-new episode of They Called This a Movie. And I believe you guys are taking on Leprechaun 4? Correct. Leprechaun 4 in space. Uh, yeah. It was terrible. It was so bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, St. Patrick's Day <laughs> coming up Tuesday. Uh, no excuses, guys. Get in on that. Join in on the Leprechaun fun. Absolutely. I'll, I'll once they did Leprechaun in the Hood, I said I, I think it's best I stop watching these movies. Um, it, it just it once you you just make a movie called Leprechaun in the Hood, it should just tell you you're not really looking for a good movie. You're looking for a really bad comedy, and that's what those yep. movies turned into. Um, even though I will say historically, I will never forget scared the hell out of me. Um, in the first one where he puts his fingers through the phone in Jennifer Aniston's ear. Um, I- I'll never forget that. I still think that first one is classic, but everything after that is just, it- it's it's cannon fodder. Uh, it's just really, yeah, really, yeah. really the, the first one is, you know, it, it definitely holds its place within, like, B-movie horror history. Uh, yeah. But after that, it's just, it gets silly real quick. Yeah, it snowballs itself. <laughs> It's really yeah, hard to do that, but it found a way to snowball itself. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys check out an all-new episode of They Called This a Movie. I gave you guys a drop. I told you guys what the episode was. You are quarantined, so there is no excuse. Go out, listen to an all-new Top 10, and listen to an all-new They Called This a Movie. All right, let's get into the pod. Um, we got 
a Black Widow trailer. Um, I said this on Much to Do About Nothing with Joelle this this past Thursday. It was kind of more so same uh, as as the last footage that we saw from Black Widow. I think if anything, this is a bit more of um, Taskmaster than it was Black Widow. Um, so I'll start by asking you your initial thoughts on the final trailer, um, which I'll, I'll say maybe it might not be the final trailer because if this movie doesn't come out in May, like it's scheduled to um, right now, and let's say they push it back to like August or, or October, I doubt I doubt they will, but let's say they do. Wouldn't you kind of agree that you might have to put out another trailer to remind people? Because, um, I mean, I, I, I think you're you're betting a lot on people going, oh, no, no, no I saw that trailer all the way in, in, in March. Like, it, it's now October. Like, I remembered it. I, I, I'm good. I would think you'd have to repackage something, right? 100%. Yeah, I think that's what you do with worst case scenario if they do push it back i think what what is it still 40 something days away from uh from releasing uh so Mm -hmm. i think that's a good amount of time i I think they should be in the clear but the way the box office has just been getting killed recently they might err on the side of caution uh yeah I, i could if they do move it to august or october or something like that you absolutely have to come out with another another trailer just to keep it fresh in people's minds. Um, as far as the trailer itself went, I liked the, I liked seeing more of Taskmaster and what he's, uh, all the, all the things that he's copying, all the different heroes that we got some Black Panther in there. Uh, we got, a lot of people are saying that the way he lands is like Spider-Man-esque. I still think it's more Black Panther-ish. Uh, and it, I think it, it it didn't sway me from wanting to see it or not see it. I was going to see this regardless, but I, I like to see that uh, Taskmaster has some pretty sick moves and him going up against um, uh, him going up against Har- David Harbour's character. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Did you did you notice the camera, the small camera on the the mask of of Taskmaster? No, I didn't. Is that him recording yeah. all of the moves that yeah. he sees? That's yeah. cool. So I it didn't looks that. like it looks like potentially he could record live time. Like like um let's say he's standing he's standing uh above and Black Widow is fighting like a whole bunch of, of henchmen. Like it looks like mm-hmm. he could record it right there and then like it, it processes in his mind and then he can go out and, and, and duplicate it right there. Um, is what it looks like. I, I'm not saying it like like I like I know. I'm saying just what it looks like. Um, I, I thought that was that that to me was more intriguing than anything. Um, I really don't. I I don't know where to land. I saw someone that compared that Taskmaster kick to when Iron Man kicked um, Thanos um, in Infinity War, and I'm kind of just like I I don't know. I do think we're <laughs> we're. Um, <laughs> we're all killing ourselves trying to figure out who of the Avengers he's copying. I just say this, it's safe to say all of them. So we yeah. don't have to look at a particular move and say, Oh, that's this one's or that one. Let's just say he knows everyone's moves. He knows everyone's moves. Um, I, I don't really know how you copy Spider-Man, um, right. but who knows? I mean, he looks like he has T'Challa's claws. 
Um, you know, albeit maybe not vibranium, even though I have a theory about that. Um, so who knows? Maybe he has some kind of web fluid that, you know, maybe isn't as strong as Spider-Man's. Um, who knows? Like who a knows? Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like a string or it's like a, a, a ripcord kind of projectile instead of a, a web. But he uses it kind of like Spider-Man uses his webs. Like it's a it's a dagger at the tip of it. So like it it sticks into buildings and he can retract it. Hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're going That'd crazy cool. with the, the series here. Um, but I'm saying it wouldn't be out of the realm of what Taskmaster is uh, uh, able to do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I just was telling everyone, like, just say that he, he's, he's copying all the Avengers. It's just, it's less stressful. It was cool to see him watching her uh, Black Widow scene from Iron Man 2 in, the, uh, in Hammer's building. And him, it's it's basically him studying all of her moves there, so you get a nice little right. call back to Iron Man too, uh, and and they do show at like towards the end I think uh, Natasha coming face to face with Taskmaster, and you kind of see like that look on her face where she's she she looks like she's outmanned here, you know she's she's in a lot of trouble, so it's good to see her in actual trouble because she's a character who for the most part, has things well in hand and she's very crafty and maybe she's playing a trick. I don't know. Uh, but then you do get that spoiler scene with her sister and it looks like the sister, she's kind of, uh, she's pushing up daisies, possibly. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because apparently a lot of people are going around with the idea that um, it's a good chance that um there's facial reconstructure um, with Yelena. I think that's her name, Yelena, um, Yelena, or something like that. Um, Yelena. I, yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, in the trailer, you see someone did like a screenshot of it. You see she's on one of those uh, gurneys, uh, completely tied up with like dots around her face, and you see like surgical equipment. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like to Feige a lot of credit, right? But I don't know if I'm willing to say Feige is. I say dumb enough, not brave enough. Dumb enough, because the theory that people are saying, Dan, is um, maybe she did facial swap with Black Widow, so she was the Black Widow that died in Endgame, and Black Widow is still alive out there. And I don't. I don't really like that. I. I don't really yeah. like that. I mean. I, Honestly, I, I wouldn't truly care because I wasn't that big of a Black Widow fan to begin with. Um, it took for this movie for me to really feel like she's turning into the Black Widow that I've always read in the comics. Um, that was way more espionage than big Avenger battles. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, Winter Soldier was perfect. Um, but then obviously when you did Captain America 3, you completely left the element that Winter Soldier kind of set up, um, and you went more into the Avengers world. Um, so I wasn't that big of a fan of that, but I, I, I don't blame Scarlett Johansson. I don't have a dislike for Scarlett Johansson. I just have a dislike for the direction that they put her character in. We should have only seen Black Widow as often as we've seen Nick Fury. If, if she wasn't going to have her solo earlier on, or if you weren't going to do a movie with her and, and Hawkeye, um, just so we can just get more of the espionage, the spy Natasha. 
Um, because that's that's all I remember is Spy Natasha. Now we have a whole new generation that will only remember Avengers Natasha. Um, and I'm not saying that she was never with the Avengers in the comics because she clearly was. Um, but we got a lot more solo story uh, of Black Widow where it just fleshed her out better. Um, but sorry, I'm rambling here. I want to ask you: do, do you lean into this whole facial uh, swapping? Oh God, I hope not. That would be terrible. <laughs> that would be so upsetting. But you, you, because you give her, and I agree for a character who is essentially she's a spy. Uh, and they even mentioned that in the first Avengers movie, that, you know, she's not a soldier uh, and throwing her into cosmic battles. It, it's out of, it's out of character, but you give her, you build her up in such a way and then you give her such a satisfying ending in Endgame, just to turn around and say, just kidding. It was her sister. And I feel like that would be a big betrayal to us as fans that have been along with this journey. Uh, so I, unless it's like a scroll type of thing going on with uh, Elena, or I don't, maybe they they are able to save her, a la Bucky, where you know he fell to his doom, but somehow they recovered him. Maybe they, maybe they're able to revive her and she becomes evil. I, I I don't know, but I could not. I would be very very upset if. Uh, if that wound up being the case, that it's a face swap. Yeah, I, I just, it, to me, I think it's lazy. Because um, to me, it kind of feels more like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have killed her in Endgame. Like, it's, and to me, I, my biggest issue is time travel and, and the idea of beings like the scrolls, to me, are not very well construed in live action only because you then get people who maybe aren't as knowledgeable as we are of the comics and, and can't really separate the two, who will then go, oh, well, if Scrolls exist, maybe Scroll, maybe Scroll Tony is who died, and it wasn't Tony. And then you kind of snowball, just like if you go, oh, Barry can go back in time. Oh, maybe he can go back and, and save this one or save that one. And it's like, no, that's. That's not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, so it always gets a little tricky. Um, I mean, I was I can't tell you, Dan, how pissed I was sitting in that theater for Far From Home. Because um, I've been saying since Winter Soldier that Nick Fury was a scroll. So picture me watching Far From Home, seeing him turn into a scroll and feeling like, I told you guys. I told everyone. I was saying it well, well before it was cool to say it. And then they show that Nick Fury still exists. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> you, you were there. You could have done it. Like, you could have actually done it to where you would have blown people away. Because people would have been like, wait, so when, when was he a scroll? Like, when did the transformation happen? When did he switch over? Right. And instead, they were like, nah, we wanted to play on the idea of it because we heard you guys. And I'm like, I hate you. Like, I hate you, Feige. I hate you people that did Far From Home, John Watts. Like, I hate all of you. Um, but to me, it's kind of <laughs> so much like, it, it's, oh, no, I was, I was so angry. Joel goes, how did you like the movie? And I'm like, no, I loved it to that end credit scene. And he was like, how did you not like it? I'm like, 
I want Nick Fury to be a scroll. Like, so desperately, I want Nick Fury to be a scroll. Because it was the perfect, quote-unquote, died, and then Captain America sees he's still alive. You could have easily said he was swapped. Easily. Yeah. But no. Of course not. Of course I can't get anything that I want. Of course. Um, <laughs> but no. Uh, <laughs> but no, back to the trailer. Um, a lot of people are saying it's kind of obvious that the guy that was on stage um, for San Diego Comic-Con, the, I think he was, I can't remember his name, but um, he was saying at San Diego Comic-Con his character would be like the love interest of, of Natasha or the past love interest of Natasha. Um, he's in, once the trailer came out, went on Instagram, posted obviously about the trailer, and then put hashtag TM. So a lot of people are believing he is Taskmaster. I, I almost 100% believe he's Taskmaster, mainly because he hasn't been in any of the, the promotional stuff till recently. Like, they just now yeah. put him in. And the one time they put him in is the one time there is no Taskmaster. So I'm like, that that kind of, like, seems like if it quacks like a duck, it's probably yeah, a duck. Right. <laughs> um, so I, did yeah, you I get that same feel? Yeah, I think they're just trying to hope the majority of people overlook that. Like, oh, who's this guy? And like, and don't put two and two together. But I, yeah, I, I saw that Instagram post. Uh, who else could he possibly be? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you can't, you can only pull the wool over so many people's eyes, I guess. But, uh, and, and, you know, if that's the case, I don't see why they needed to hold back on that. But, Whatever. I, it's clearly him. I, now, I will say this. We we know Marvel very well, right? And we know yeah. they have a proclivity of, um, you know, pulling the wool over our eyes. So it could be the case that um, Joel was saying he heard a theory that this guy has a daughter. Um, okay. And some of the movie is him as Taskmaster. Then Natasha thinks that she kills him. You know, it's over. You know, he's dead. And then Taskmaster reappears, but it's his daughter now. Um, Interesting. So I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily hate it because in the comics that was that was the case. His daughter was there for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it's all it's all about execution. Um, I know a lot of fans are gonna be butt hurt. Oh my god, why did you make Taskmaster a girl? Like, to me, I honestly don't care if he's. If Taskmaster is a guy for, like, 45% of this movie, I could live with it. Um, it just hasn't really hit. It has to, like, it has to be good. Um, but, I mean, you telling me that in all – well, not an all-female, but a majority female-led uh, movie, having a female villain, it just kind of goes hand-in-hand, hand. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. It's exactly what Wonder Woman is doing to a degree. Um, so I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't really hate it. How, how would you feel if they went that route? I wouldn't mind that. And like you said, as long as the execution is there, I don't care what characters really, gender, race, whatever. I think you start getting into, people start to get a little more touchy when it's well-known characters. Like, oh, well, what, so-and-so isn't this race. So-and-so isn't this gender. But I think ta- if you're talking about Taskmaster, no one's going to care because your average person doesn't even know who Taskmaster is. And I, I messaged with plenty of friends who will be like, oh, so who's the bad guy? Oh, Taskmaster. 
what's a taskmaster? And you, you have to explain what he does and what the whole the whole story there. So if they went that route, I think they could pull it off. I think it could be well done. But at the same time, if it's shown early, I know I'm like, oh, well, she's the bad guy now. It's fairly obvious. But I don't, I don't care. If you if you want to go that route, go for it. Uh, again, you have you have a female cast with a female director, I believe. Right? There's a female director on this movie. Uh, why not just round out the trio? Yeah, I mean, to me, it, it, it's never an issue for me. And it, what's funny about me saying that is um, I was saying on last episode, that's why I was like, I needed Dan on that one. Um, I was saying how uh, there was rumors that Sophia Lillis uh, and Millie Bobby Brown were going to be the um, the faces of the, the rebooted Power Rangers. Like Sophia would be the Red Ranger, Millie would be the either Blue or Black Ranger. And I expressed how much I hated that. Um, and I was saying how, like, it's going to sound really uh, misogynistic, you know, when I go into why I hate it. But it has nothing to do with, you know, you making Rangers um, women. My issue is we have not seen the Power Rangers done correctly. Until they're done correctly, don't change stuff. What didn't work about the last one, well, let me say that better. You having a male as the Red Ranger is not why the last one did not do well. Like, people weren't like, man, if, if only all the Rangers were women, I think I would have liked this movie. No one said that. So I'm like, you no. changing this completely? I don't like that. Like, I, I, I don't like that. Now, if that movie was a lot better, and we had two more of it, and then they were like, you know, we want to reboot it, go a different route, I wouldn't have an issue because, Dan, we know this. Power Rangers has, has changed almost every year since 92. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's completely fine. And Joel was saying, well, like, well, what if they weren't Mighty Morphin? I'm like, well, then I don't, I don't care because you're right. creating something new. But if they're <laughs> Mighty Morphin, no. Like, no, you're not going to make my Red Ranger um, female. I said, if you want, why not do something different like making the Green Ranger? Um, female. I thought that would have been better for the last um, series that they had for them to, instead of T-O-M-M-Y, male, T-O-M-I, Tommy. She's a female. Yeah, yeah. She's, kind of, she's kind of a little rough and, and, and rugged. Um, and she becomes the new Green Ranger. It would make sense because in that franchise, the original Green Ranger was, was a woman because it was Elizabeth Banks' character. It was Rita. Um, so right. I'm like, that would be perfectly fine. But you trying to tell me you want to make Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with an all-female cast? No. No. Nope. You wouldn't get not a dime of my money. I wouldn't care how good it looks. You wouldn't get any of my money. I'd never see hey, that. <laughs> I wouldn't see you, it when it came you out see that happening. TV, nothing. So you, you see that happen with a, a few franchises now, right? I mean, you had the Ghostbusters who decided to go all-female and and when I watched that movie, I, I will admit I was not I was not feeling. I was like, well, I feel like you're just changing it to change it for, like, right. just to be flashy, you know. Like, you're not trying to make a good story here. You're just trying to say, like, oh, look, we have women here now. Like, all right, well, that well, why? And then I watched it, and I was like, you know what? This movie was not that bad, but I could totally mm-hmm. understand why people didn't go see it. Right? You're you're deviating. You're doing a complete 180 here 
from a franchise that everyone loved. And that's I think that's the same thing that goes with the Power Rangers. If you decide to just go a complete 180 and change things just for being edgy, you're not gonna you're not gonna win people over. It, that's not well, how it's not how we work. See, I think the biggest issue that Ghostbusters movie faced wasn't that they were going so differently with having all females. I think the biggest yeah. issue was I left that movie going, this is one big Saturday Night Live skit. Like, it doesn't feel like Ghostbusters. It feels like these guys were trying to, like, it was like an anniversary of Ghostbusters that happened to fall on a Saturday night, and they were doing, like, a spoof episode of Ghostbusters. That's what it felt like. It felt like one big Saturday Night Live skit. Um, there was barely any cohesion. Um, Chris Hemsworth being the, the idiot, uh, I don't want to say jock, but the idiot guy was kind of like a little offensive, but his guys were not allowed to say that. Um, but, you know, it, it was just, it, it wasn't good. You know, it just, it wasn't. Now, um, if you wanted to go a more serious route, because the original was a serious comedy, but it had serious elements. It wasn't just one big last actor. It was It was, you know, meant to be, Somewhat of a, 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 a this right. just felt like I'm supposed to just sit here and laugh for an hour and, and, and 45 minutes, and it, none of it was funny. Um, so, I mean, that's just kind of where I put the, the ball there, but all female Power Rangers, I'm kind of like, if you're, if you're telling me this is a Power Rangers that never came on TV, this isn't Mighty Morphin, we're making something completely different, you have my, you have, you have my curiosity. But when you tell me you're doing Mighty Morphin, no, 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 nope, nope, not a fan. Um, so, you, and, you know, so you're saying no. Go ahead. That's a no yeah, for me yeah. is what you're saying. That's a huge okay. no for me. And <laughs> I hate to say it because Sophia Lillis just did, I'm, 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 I'm not okay with this or I'm still not okay with this. I think it's I'm not okay with this. Brilliant show. It's from the same uh, director who did End of the Effing World. Brilliant show. She was amazing. I think she'd be a great, uh, you know, to me, I'm like, if you want to gender bend um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, blue is the color I don't care if you, if you gender bend. Black is the color I don't care if you gender bend. Um, red, you just, I'm sorry. I need Jason. I need Jason. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that sounds horrible, but I need Jason. Um, you can take Billy, you can take Zach, you can take Tommy. I don't care. I need Jason. Um, so to me, that's very important, mainly because if you make, if you make all the Rangers women, right, or you just go Red Rangers is, is a woman, Pink Ranger, Yellow Ranger, I then would ask you, where's your love interest? Because it was a love triangle between Tommy, Jason, and Kimberly. So are you telling right. me that you're going to – you're doing like a, a a lesbian angle. I guess it'd be progressive, but it's like it's so weird. <laughs> like, just make all, like, just make it completely original. It, it w- would be my point. Um, but who knows? We snowballed from from Black Widow and got into this. But um, all in all, I think we both agree Black Widow was a really good, um, you know, really solid trailer. Um, yeah. I, I I do have a theory that. Um, General Ross and I want to ask you this then I, I know I'm putting you on the spot because it's, it's hard to remember all these movies but I was telling Joel he was saying how he doesn't care but I was telling him General Ross has never had a cane any movie but apparently it looks like this one um, he didn't have it in Incredible Hulk 
He didn't have it in Infinity War. He didn't have it in that brief cameo in Endgame. Um, and he didn't have it, I think I said Civil War, but that's Infinity War. E- e- either or. He didn't have He was in four Marvel movies, and he didn't have a cane. So the reason why the cane is important to me is because what if during this time he was experimenting um, on trials to make himself, um, you know, trials that eventually would make him the Red Hulk. Um, and it injured him. Like, it injured him badly. So, you know, he had a bit of a limp. He had a bit of, you know, some soreness. And then by the time Civil War came out, you know, obviously he's all healed. He realized he's probably calmed down on it. Uh, I, I'm completely reaching here, but when you saw him with the cane, did you have the, the, the mindset of, who cares? Or were you kind of like, why does he have that game? Like, was that intriguing to you at all? Well, let me be, I, I have to tell you, I am, I am totally on the Red Hulk train. I do feel he is going to emerge at one point. I am fully invested in that. Uh, I had heard that rumor as well. And I, I think you have a minute for a purpose. I just feel like that's one of the reasons. You got She-Hulk coming out at one point. You got uh, Ruffalo joining on the, on that project. We're primed for Red Hulk. I mean, we're overdue. We need Red Hulk. We got to do it. Um, but as far as the cane goes, I I I noticed it, but I didn't really give it a thought. I just thought, oh, you know, maybe he he's old now. Maybe he needs a cane. But then you brought up a good point. An end game, he doesn't have it. So, what, what happened? What happened between this and end game that he's he's good now? Did uh, did Natasha go after him and cripple him? I don't know. Or did Taskmaster do it? I don't know. Or was he working on the the same serum that uh, maybe the Abomination, right? Because he had the Super Soldier serum there, and right. uh, they mixed it. So I, I don't know. I. I am now intrigued, and I hope they answer it. I hope it's something well, awesome and not lame. The, the biggest reason why it stood out to me is because this movie is supposed to take place between Civil War and Infinity War. Um, because that's why when you see him present day, um, where you kind of hear the voiceover of him and Natasha talking, it's because she's on the run. Um, this, I believe, is after the events of Captain America breaking everyone out. So she's She's a fugitive. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why she decided to go home, because it's like, I can't be here, um, so I'll go home. Um, So to me, I'm kind of like, well, I'll say this. The biggest reason I believe Ross is in this movie is to set up the, um, can't believe, Thunderbolt. I believe he will enlist Taskmaster to joining his team. Uh, I believe you'll see him here. I believe you'll see him in Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, or you'll hear about him but I believe he is here to set up Thunderbolt. I think that's his biggest reason for being here. Um, so, no, I don't think you'll get any Red Hulk in this movie at all, obviously. Um, but I do think it is to set up what could, what we could be seeing going forward. But last thing I want to say about this trailer before we move on is, did you notice the conversation Yelena was having with uh, Natasha at the beginning of the trailer where she was talking about the story that she had made up of Natasha's life? No, I did not notice that. Was, was yeah, that when they were talking was, about the red room? 
No, that was when she was saying how she was telling someone how Natasha was dating someone who was into. Uh, I'm paraphrasing yeah. here. Who was in? You remember yeah. now? And okay, was, do you know who she was talking about? Do you know who she was talking about? No, she was I talking know. about Bruce. She was talking about Bruce. Oh, because I, I know in the comics she dates Daredevil for a while. Oh yeah, big time. But they're they're not they're not going to go into that. Um, especially if she's if she's actually still they'll ever go into that. Um, Probably. Not. Yeah, I I I think we've missed out on that completely. Even though that would have been so freaking dope. Um, oh. But yeah, she's actually talking about Bruce. She was talking about Bruce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when I found cool. that out, I was like, I thought that was good. That's pretty nice. I like that. I, you know, but again, to me, that's such a totally weird uh, love story. I don't know why they needed to include that in there. Um, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of how they handled Hulk. Uh, but I'm with you. It, I, I'm not, again, I'm not, it doesn't turn me off of Marvel, but I would have liked to have seen more Savage Hulk in my uh, in my MCU. Dan, this is why I love you. I said, <laughs> I know Universal is very stingy about what they allow uh, Feige to do with the Hulk, but I said, you should have just did World War Hulk um, yeah. to where he became so savage that they sent him to that planet where Thor, found, uh, where Thor ran into him. Um, and then after that, Hulk comes back, you know, wanting revenge. Um, and we see the Avengers having to take down the Hulk. And then after that, if you wanted to go the route of Banner and Hulk kind of solve things, he's now a, gen- uh, you know, a gentle giant. I could live with that. But the fact that uh, Hulk had no redemption for just completely getting his ass smacked by Thanos is one of the only disappointments. Well, not the only. Mandarin and, and um, Whiplash is still very disappointing. <laughs> Can't forget that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, those two are still very disappointing to me, but that is definitely high on my disappointing MCU um, event is the fact that Thor had such a huge redemption arc, and Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like everyone did, Natasha, Clint, um, Iron Man, Cap, and Hulk was just kind of like, we need to show how strong Thanos is to people who don't read comics, so... We're going to have him just completely wipe the floor with the strongest guy we have in our universe. And I do not like it. And they don't even, in Endgame, in the final battle, they don't even cross paths, Thanos and Hulk. Yeah. I mean, Bruce gets his little moment of glory when he snaps everyone back, which was nice. You know, the whole, I feel like I was was created for this. It's it's cool. But yeah, man, you got to go around too, man. You can't, you can't have your ass beat like that and then just you don't go back for round two, and you, you look you, you look soft. Yeah, I'm completely That's with not you. The Hulk and that I know. No, it's not the Hulk that I know either, man. It, it surely isn't. But we do have a possibility of getting a flashback story because um, we do know after the events of after the events of uh, oh. Let me let me let me suggest this to you. Now that I know that we're on the same wavelength about the Hulk, right? Because we're transitioning into our next topic anyway. Yeah. I I proposed this idea to Joel, and he was like, "I kind of really love that. How dope would it be if we get a Hulk versus Wolverine story, where um, this takes place after the Incredible Hulk, 
Remember when he went off to, to Canada or went off to like some, some place uh, to meditate right. and you saw him, you saw him completely at peace. Um, you could say the moment after that shield was looking for Hulk because they found, they deemed him to be dangerous. Right. Right. And there was an attack quite like the animated movie. There was an attack that seemed like it had Hulk written all over it. Right. So they right. send Wolverine out, and this is our first time seeing Wolverine. They send Wolverine out, uh, Fury specifically, sends Wolverine out to go hunt down the Hulk, right? And then you could kind of play into the whole Sabretooth really did it, and we get Wolverine, Hulk, and Sabretooth. That's where you have to leave it. I don't want to see Lady uh, Lady Shiva. I don't want to see um, – uh, completely forgot the guy uh, – Omega – I don't want to see any of those oh, guys. Man. The movie, yeah, yeah, the movie went crazy. Um, just go Sabretooth, Hulk, Wolverine, right? And here's why right. I said this would be genius if you go that route. Do you remember what Banner Tasha in the in the first Avengers movie, where he alluded to the fact that this isn't the first time Shield came looking for him? Oh, Perfect. was that connected dots right there? That was in the first it, Avengers it, movie. Is that in India? That wasn't in there, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, of course, I, I think every fan, every comic book fan wants that crossover. Like, everyone's dying for it. And I know, you know, Hugh Jackman wanted to do it so badly. It just, we they couldn't get, this was before the merger, way before the merger happened. But, you know, right. Jackman, he's he's hung up the claws, and now we're waiting for the next one to come in. But, oh, my God, if you could... If you could pull off a good Hulk Wolverine movie, I, did you ever read the Ultimate Hulk vs. Wolverine comic? Yeah. Even though everyone always tells me Ultimate is just a more modern version of the original comic, I've only mm-hmm. ever read Ultimate. Like I am, I am, I am. The main reason I love the MCU today is because it's extremely Ultimate universe. That's why Peter's so young. That's why Thor yeah. is more of a, a uh, an introvert rather than the, the Norse god. He seems more like the, not the environmentalist, but he seems more free like the ultimate Thor was rather than the, like he doesn't come down and say smite the villain. Like, no, he, he doesn't do that. <laughs> right. He's more of the ultimate Thor. Um, so right. I love everything ultimate. And that was a huge reason why when I heard Tom Holland got cast, and Tom Holland showed that photo of him, like, showing his six-pack with, like, his bangs hanging down. I'm like, oh, my God, he yeah. looks just like the ultimate Spider-Man. I was like, holy crap. And then I knew yeah. from there, I'm going to love Tom Holland. <laughs> like, I'm going to love this kid. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree because one of the – the first time we meet the ultimate Thor, you know, they think he's a, a mental patient. They think he's crazy. So when we first see Chris Hemsworth Thor – it, the same thing. They think he's just a nut job. They have him in a, you know, they have him in a psychiatric ward. So it's it's cool to see the parallels there. And I, I mean, I would love to see in a Hulk Wolverine fight, Hulk just rip Logan in half, blow her body up on the mountain. I, oh man, that that was one of my favorite panels in a comic book. I will seeing say- him rip him in half. I will say I doubt Marvel does that. I would freaking no, yeah, love couldn't. it. I doubt they will do that. <laughs> that is a bit too graphic. Uh, even though that, for us, that would be, yes, like, not perfect. 
Um, yeah, but no, yeah, to yeah. me, I, I think the idea of that is perfect because I don't think Wolverine should be introduced in the X-Men movies. I think he should already exist. And I think the best yeah. way to do that is to do a Hulk versus Wolverine movie. Um, that way you kill two birds with one stone. You help me and Dan out by giving us more Savage Hulk, even though we probably won't see it going forward. We'll get a little bit more of a taste of it to where we're like, okay, I could die happy with this. Um, we got Savage Hulk versus Wolverine, not this preppy douchebag um, versus, versus <laughs> Wolverine. Uh, right, yeah, exactly. Not, not this idiot. We got the actual Savage Hulk versus Wolverine. Um, and to me, you kill two birds with one stone. Um, you know, you could, excuse me, you could then say Nick Fury knew about mutants, um, you know, because obviously he was the one that enlisted Wolverine. Uh, there's just so right. much you could do with this that would just be so perfect. The X-Men movies could focus on the legit X-Men. Um, you know, to me, I think whenever you introduce Wolverine, people will think Wolverine is, is the leader. But I think the best thing yeah. to do is to have at least one or two movies, no Wolverine, establish Scott as the leader. Scott is the legit hands-down leader. Because the ones yeah. in, the, in the early 2000s were very confusing. Because uh, I kind of felt like <laughs> at any given point, those kids were kind of like, I kind of fear Mr. Logan more than I do you, Scott. So uh, I'm going to listen to him. Uh, I, I'm curious what he has to say. Um, so I think the best thing to do is give us the OG, um, OG X-Men. Please do Gambit correctly. I want Gambit part of that team. Um, yeah. I want Jubilee. I still hate that we had Jubilee but didn't have Jubilee. Um, you know, I, I, I want I want more Kitty Pride. Uh, I want the OG X-Men. And then, yeah. boom, you do a crossover and you blend in um, you blend in uh, Wolverine and then, boom, there you go. You got your full X-Men team and then you could lead into the future of X-Men versus the Avengers or House Event, whatever you want to do, you'll now have your full uh, X-Men team. But Wolverine should be introduced 100% in a Hulk movie. But you, I don't know if... The one thing that I always thought was interesting, and I don't know if they planned on uh, extrapolating this idea, in Age of Ultron, when we first are introduced to Wanda and Pietro, uh, Cap says we have enhanced in the field. So it kind of makes it seem like they've come across other enhanced at the you know I, mutants in quotations. So I wonder if they've come come across other mutants in their travels to shutting down Hydra. So that would be a I cool think, way to connect the dots. I think what Cap meant by enhanced was um, he's seen other people with powers, um, maybe not necessarily to the level of those guys, but he just means enhanced humans. Um, but they called them the gifted, I think. The gifted right, yeah. something, because they couldn't call them mutants. Um, right. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Feige's going to do this to where it makes sense. Um, the fact that mutants have been here the entire time. I Oh, did, was, I, was I on the call with you when I said this, Dan? When I said it would be so dope if WandaVision ends with, you remember how in the comics of House of M, she said no more mutants and all the mutants disappeared? How dope yep. would it be if WandaVision ends with her saying mutants and that's how they're, like you see a portal open and then it just yeah. fades to black. 
and then Doctor Strange 2 picks up where that kind of leaves off, and you kind of see, like, the world kind of spinning out of control because this portal is, is allowing other people from a different dimension into, you know, this this earth. Um, I think that would be so freaking dope. I would lose my mind if she just, if all you see is, like, she, she you know, she's freaking out because everything was in her head, none of it's real. Um, you know, right. her power, you see her power starting to kind of go out of control. And then she just, you know, you kind of see it end to where she kind of just, like, falls to her knees. And, like, she kind of mm-hmm. sees something. And then she kind of gets up, and then she just kind of, she kind of whispers, mutants. And then you see, like, a portal open, and then it just fades to black. I would lose my mind. <laughs> I would go crazy. Because I would say, yeah, this is, how, this is how you introduce the mutants. To where you don't have right. to say they've always been on this earth. Um Wanda kind of created an alternate universe where they physically manifested themselves out of it, and now they exist here. Um, Charles right. is still old. Magneto is still old. The um, the X Men are obviously early to mid twenties. Um, I think that'd be a great way to do it. Yeah, you, yeah, you do the reverse House of M. That would be pretty amazing. I would I would not be opposed to seeing that happen in Wandavision. Uh, I think either WandaVision or Doctor Strange 2 are your gateways to mutants, and I think everybody knows that. So I wonder if they'll, I wonder if uh, Feige and the rest of the creative team are aware of that and like, oh, well, now maybe we don't do it this way. But yeah, that, that's the perfect example right there. That's exactly how you get it in there. It's need, it's built in essentially. Uh, and yeah. I, I do think, I mean, you have a movie coming out, The Multiverse of Madness, and you'd be silly not to show a, show a universe where mutants are the predominant species. They, they are the Homo superior has taken over, or they're just they're uh, more welcome in that universe, and maybe they get thrown into our universe, and everyone fears them. Now they're on the run. But there's so many ways to do it, and uh, I mean, now you got me psyched up because I I want that very badly. Right? It, it, it sounds dope, right? When when I was picturing it in my head, I was because when I said it last week on 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 the show, um, Dom was getting hyped. Dom was like, I I kind of freaking love that, and I'm like, I'm hyping myself <laughs> up about that. I'm starting to love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm on it's just one of those things. To, say it again. I'm on board. Sign me up. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, so just remember, if it happens, I I theorized it. I I, I didn't know it was going to happen. I theorized it. So if it actually happens, I'd love it. Even though we just said before the um, – that's why I said we got to start – our pre-production has to start like uh, – we have to start recording that because our pre-production is, is hilarious. My dad actually just texted me. And was saying like, will we ever talk about like how shocked he was to see that Fury um, in that movie was a scroll? And I'm like, we just talked about that before the show because I was saying how much I hated that they didn't stick with the idea of Fury being a scroll um, mm-hmm. because I always thought Civil, uh, not Civil War, I'm sorry, Winter Soldier when Fury got shot and quote unquote died, that's the perfect time where you say he got swapped. That is the perfect right. time. I was yeah, actually upset that when I thought he died, 
that they didn't um they didn't just have him uh as the doctors were like trying to resuscitate him like when it showed that he died i was like yo how dope would it be if he just turned green like i remember sitting there in the theater like does he even turn green and then he didn't i'm like all right okay that sucked and then when i saw he was still alive i'm like yo what if he's a scroll and then far from home came and it was like he just recently had switched into a scroll, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. I'm like, he knew that I wanted that. Feige knew that I wanted that and was like, nah. Nah, you're not getting it. Um, <laughs> can't get but it all. Yeah, that, that, yeah, you can't get it all. You can't get it all. Um, but all right, let's move on. I want to talk about something a little serious here. We know the world uh, spread issue of the worldwide issue of coronavirus is legit destroying the entire year of 2020. Um, Please, everyone, stay safe, sanitary, wash your hands. Don't just be hugging all over people. Uh, Be aware of where you're going. Um, Please watch your kids. Um, I I saw a kid with his mouth on the nozzle of a Slurpee machine. Um, So, like, watch your kids, please. Uh, But, yes, this is a time where we need to stay safe, stay together, stay sane, don't don't go crazy, try not to watch the news all the time. Um, But more specifically for us, Dan, they canceled sports. They canceled movie releases. (laughs) They they canceled uh, filming of shows. Um, What is the biggest thing that, that has been affected by this coronavirus um, that has upset you so far. Oh, jeez. Like, I mean, personally, it's affected my work. Uh, but I, I know people. I, I used to work in sports, and they shut down the busiest time of year for what was our job, the March Madness tournament. That that made that made us so much money when I worked that thing. I loved it. I loved working March Madness, and now. I have friends who don't have a job essentially. They're they're done for from now until the the next football season. Um so I mean that hit them hard. Uh essentially I'm the only one at work who can do a certain job, so I'm on my own there. Uh and then yesterday I was, you know, I had to go see the hunt because there's really nothing else out. I don't I don't know what else what what else to do. Uh someone posted on Twitter that you know if if this trend keeps up the only comic book movie to come out this year would have been Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey and by default it would have been the best of the year and I I can't have that I can't that movie does not deserve <laughs> to be the best oh right. come on Dan no I we don't see eye to eye on this one that movie sucked so hard I will I will fight that to the dying day okay no no Hold on, because now this is a new conversation. I need to know, what did you not like about that movie? I thought the character representations were pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, I, I I will say the action was pretty cool. I like the action. The, uh, the police precinct fight with Harley was awesome. And then the, but then the final fight was terrible. Uh, Cassandra Kane, they could not have gotten that character worse. Uh, every every man is bad in that movie, so that's kind of like, oh yeah, we get it, you know, we suck. I understand. Uh, it was just messy to me. It was a lot of, it wasn't a coherent story. Um, 
uh, Huntress was wasted. I don't really understand why they chose to have Rosie Perez as a uh, alcoholic cop when her character, I don't believe, is an alcoholic. I think she's a well-respected member of the GCPD, and then they turn her into a joke. Uh, but I like Rosie Perez overall. I th- she's I, she's always been a favorite of mine. But yeah, the, the movie is just it was really really messy and not in a good well, let fun me, way. To let me go in order here. Um, let me well not in order. I'm sorry. Let let me uh, let me attack everything that you presented. The Rosie Perez thing to me was fine because you were supposed to be. The underlining story was supposed to be all these women were having the worst day of their lives, and it was the idea of them coming together. So if you went the route of her being the most respected cop, it's then kind of hard to show that it completely flipped, even if you still go the route of, well, Black Mass had everyone in his pocket. Um, so I think it was supposed to represent every one of them has gone through the worst day possible, and that, uh, the events of that is what brought them together. Um, I'll say this, the representation, I, I maybe isn't exactly what I was expecting, but I don't have a problem with it because we don't have anything to go off of, of Canary or Huntress. We've only seen them in cartoons. I don't count what Arrow did because it took four actors. Uh, I'm exaggerating only three, but it took three actors to get one character right. So we've not seen a proper uh, representation of Black Canary. So that's why I'm like, you're free to do whatever you want with the characters. I was more upset that you gave Renee Montoya Black Canary's black leather jacket. Renee Montoya is not a bird of prey. <laughs> she should not be part of that goddamn team. If you weren't going to introduce Barbara, don't have it be the three of them. That Like, you could have just had Renee Montoya go back to her job as a cop, and she would work on a few missions as a cop with the actual Birds of Prey. That's what it should have been. The idea that you thought it was smart to make Renee Montoya part of this team, she looks so out of, like, out of sync at the end where you see the three of them, like, looking accurate in, in, in their outfits, well, except for Renee Montoya. But Black Canary and, and Huntress looking really good in their accurate costumes. And then Renee Montoya, old Rosie Perez trying to fight with the it's like it looked gross. Um, as far as the story, seemed like it was supposed to be all over the place. Um, I, I'm gonna say it it had to have been planned only because there's just no excuse for a movie to, to be that out of place and it wasn't something you meant for it to be. Um, so I'm gonna give Kathy in a little bit of leeway on that and assume that's what the plan was. Um, I, I just didn't have any issues with this movie, really, besides you killing off Black Mask. Outside of that, I didn't really have any issues, mainly because the idea of you making this movie was the mistake. Harley Quinn should never be part of the Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn should right. be how you introduce the Birds of Prey. Um, Renee Montoya is not part of the Birds of Prey. Why they didn't just go the route, well, I assume the reason why they didn't go the route of Gotham City Sirens first is because Matt Reeves is using Catwoman, and they didn't want to confuse people, mainly because we don't even know if it's in the same universe. I get that. Right. Still, Gotham City Sirens should have come first, and it ends with um, 
with you showing Dinah, you showing um, Barbara, and you showing Huntress. And then you make a Birds of Prey movie, and then you make a Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens. They're doing it in reverse now, but now I don't have any interest in seeing those teams face off because I don't want to see Renee Montoya part of the Birds of Prey. It, it, it's weird. It's, I don't want to keep saying gross because that sounds really mean. It's not gross, but it's like the only word that can keep coming out of my mouth apparently. But I, I hate it. I hate everything about it. Um, but this movie to me was solid. It was solid. It could, yes, could it have been better? Sure. I think it needed Joker. I don't know why it didn't have Joker. I think having Joker would have played more to Harley. Um, I, a lot about it shouldn't have been the way that it was. But it was very entertaining. I left this movie the same way I left Venom. I walked into Venom going, Venom without Spider-Man? There's no way you could do that. Like, how is that going to work? And then I left that movie going, was it the best it could have been? No. Was it necessary that this movie be made now? No. But was I entertained? Yeah. You did She-Venom. You mentioned um, J. Jonah Jameson's son coming from outer space, crashing, and that's where the symbiote came from. She-Venom, accurate. Um, uh, Eddie, you mentioned that Eddie came from New York, accurate. So I'm like, you were hitting points for me that I was like, how are they going to do this? So, I mean, you entertained me. Birds of Prey, Huntress looked great. Black Canary looked great. When she did her Canary cry, I almost cried. I'm like, to see this in live action is freaking epic. The only thing that would have made Black Canary's art so much better is if Harley had asked her, like, are you seeing anyone? And she's like, I'm talking to this guy named Oliver. He's some kind of big deal. <laughs> I, would have, I would have thrown my popcorn in the air and did cartwheels. Because uh, <laughs> Oliver was the only thing missing from the story. But outside of that, I just, I honestly didn't have any real issues with this movie, Dan. So, I mean, I'm not going to argue your point on you weren't a fan of it at all. I can understand it. I'm just saying there wasn't enough to really bug me. Um, like, for example, this isn't really a spoiler. Were you going to go see Bloodshot? No, I had no plans on it. Do you know about Bloodshot? Very, very little. But so okay, you, can go so you know how Bloodshot like. looks, right? You know how he Correct. looks, though, right? Okay. Yes. He only looked like that five minutes out of the entire movie. Five minutes. That, that to me is irreprehensible, more so yeah. than anything Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey did. Because it's Vin Diesel, me, right? I mean, Vin Diesel wants to well, look like Vin Diesel for as much as he can. Well, here's the thing. If you just went all pale, like how Bloodshot actually looks, you still look like Vin Diesel. It's not a mask. You don't wear a mask. <laughs> You still look like Vin Diesel. Yeah, I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, my biggest issue, um, like, I always hated Robert Downey Jr. Because I'm like, I didn't like how he kept forcing us to see his face, even in the Iron Man costume. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. I want to just see Iron Man. I don't want to see your head. Um, And it was his way of saying, I gave you guys the mask. So, like, I'm in the suit. You don't see me with the suit off or the helmet off, but you're going to see my face. I hated that. <laughs> I hated it so much. Um, it'd be the equivalent of Peter putting on the Spider-Man mask and then me seeing Peter Parker all movie. 
get out of there. <laughs> I just want to see full Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, right. that, that's really what bothered me. But like I said, I completely respect where you're coming from. Birds of Prey was not a, a perfect movie by any stretch of the means. It could have gotten a lot riskier. It could have taken a little bit more liberties. It could have trimmed some of the fat. And it damn sure could have kept Black Mask alive. Um, yeah. So, I mean, outside of those things, like I said, it entertained me. And that was the biggest thing I was looking for, excuse me, heading into that movie. Can I leave this movie saying I didn't waste my money? Feel that way. So, I'm like, I, 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 felt, I felt okay with that. I felt okay with that. Um, but I, I completely respect where you're coming from, man. Uh, it could have been better. I am just more, I'm fine if this is the only superhero movie of the year. I'm okay with that. But I can understand how you aren't. (laughs) Oh, man, that's upsetting. That's upsetting to hear. But listen, to each their own, I get it. If if you enjoyed it, that's awesome. And I, I told some of my friends who also enjoyed it, that's great. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. But uh, my wife and I, when we saw it, we looked at each other when it ended, and we were just like, what the hell did we just watch? It's uh, My wife had a good point, and, and you touched on it very briefly. The, the villain of that movie should have been Joker. And it makes so much more sense than Black Mask. And mm-hmm. for, the love of my, for the love of me, I have no idea why they separate themselves from the Jared Leto Joker in this movie. You get the, well, the you get the cartoon in the beginning, and it's the classic Joker. It wasn't it, okay. So they did two things. They did two things. They did one thing to where if Jared Leto doesn't come back, great, because what you saw looked nothing like Jared Leto's Joker. So you allow no. yourself to recast. So that's the one thing they did. The second thing, even though I don't agree with it, the second thing was they were not willing to double down on Joker. Joker, the movie, it just came out in October. They weren't going to give it to you again in February. Warner Brothers is very taboo about that. They don't like it. They don't want it. Um, and you'll probably never see it. Uh, you know, like you won't get a Lex Luthor movie in, in August and then in March see him again in a Superman movie. They won't do it. Mm-hmm. They won't do it. They don't want to cause any confusion. They don't want people to go, wait a minute, are they the same person? They won't do it. I agree with but, you. I, I said they should have went Joker as the main villain. I also said yeah. you could have just had him in the movie, not even as the main villain. You could have just had a moment to where, <clears throat> excuse me, he kind of comes out. The Harley is really celebrating. She's like, I finally got my emancipation. You hear his wicked laugh, and he's clapping as he comes out of the shadows. And he's like, so you think you could do this on your own, huh? And then it just fades to black. And now you're like, what what happens now? Like, does she go back to him? What happens? Um, you could have just played with it a little like that. Um, you know, just had a little fun with it. I don't know. I agree with you. I would have preferred it, but I love Ewan, so I'm glad we got him. Because um, if not for this movie, I can almost guarantee you, we probably would have never seen Black Mask um, used. Awesome. I, I don't think anyone was really in a rush to use Black Mask. Uh, and Victor's ass. I freaking love Victor's ass. I was like, you gave me two characters in a Batman missiles I never thought I would see. Um, so, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad. And the good was Ewan McGregor was amazing. And the bad was I, he died. <laughs> I, I thought that they turned Victor's ass into, like, Mr. Smithers, where he's 
like constantly like, oh yeah, no, you're right. You're not, you're right, Mr. Sionis. You're right. This is like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. It's just like, this guy's a homicidal maniac and you see it. You do see him peel people's faces off. So I'm not going right. to say they got him wrong because they, they didn't, but they, they kind of turn him into a little, you know, like a sycophant. So I, I didn't, I liked his character overall. I thought it was pretty good. I just, to me, if we're, you know, we're, they're building off of Harley from Suicide Squad. And in that, in that movie, the Joker doesn't treat her badly, right? He goes out of Not her way all. to help her, right? And it, you don't get that, like, oh, you know, he's a bad, he, he treats her like crap. So now all of a sudden they break up in this. And you're like, well, where did that come from? Like, I know the hardcore comic book fans know that she's in a terrible relationship with him and he just uses her. But the, I don't know if you saw any of the Harley Quinn TV show, the the cartoon show. Yeah, I saw the whole uh, season. Yeah, we actually got oh, screeners for it a few months ago. Oh, sweet! So, so you know, like there's a part where they uh, they set up a trap to see who Joker will save, Batman or Harley, and he chooses Batman. So, the, I mean, if right. you could have done something like that and just been like, it, it could have been like a five minute scene where instead of it just being an exposition dump, you have it where, oh, you know, like, I care more about Batman than you. I'll ever care about you, Harley. And then that's why she emancipates herself. And now you, if you want to keep going Black Mask, go for that. I don't, I do not disagree with you at all. The last time we saw Harley and Joker, he's breaking into a highly secured prison for her. So I'm like, yeah. This is the guy you want to emancipate yourself from? Now, I know, comically, this is the guy that treats you horribly. But in right. this universe, he seems like he really loves you. I mean, he did try to maybe, like, you know, kind of, like, pass her off to uh, Tattoo Man in, in Suicide Squad. I don't know if he really meant it or if he was just baiting him. I don't know. It was a really weird scene. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it didn't really set itself up. And then I thought... What was weird was that they doubled down on it in in um in Birds of Prey, where she mentions like, oh, the last time I think I could be wrong, but I could have sworn she was mentioning the events of Suicide Squad. I'm like, I, I could have sworn he was doing everything uh, and saved you, and it was like, when did it go wrong? But again, hence why that movie should not have had Harley Quinn in it. <laughs> so. Uh, right. I get why it did because you can't market birds of prey because no one knows who the hell they are. So you need someone, you need a linchpin in there that can get people like, oh, I'll go see it. That was Harley Quinn. I get that. Problem is, we now have people think birds of prey involves Harley Quinn. It does not. It also does not involve Renee Montoya. It involves Barbara Gordon. Um, so, I mean, a lot of that was just yucky. But, I mean, we'll agree on that. We'll definitely agree on that. But, um, all right, let's move on. Um, I want to talk – oh, this is what I wanted to bring up to you. So, we saw basketball canceled, football canceled. Um, I just very weirdly watched SmackDown with no crowd, and it was the most cringy uh, television I think I've ever watched. Um I, 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 I don't know how long they're gonna last with that. But now I'm talking about um the the state might uh the state of um Florida might actually um 
tell them that they can't do WrestleMania uh, unless Vince right. makes up a, a, a decision soon. They're going to just shut it down on their own. Um, I This is, like, legit crushing <laughs> everything. I'm like, basketball was, was getting really good. We're, we're heading towards the playoffs. Football is heading to free agency. Um, you know, XFL was doing really well. I'm like, it was a really cool time. And then out of nowhere, it's like, hey, everything you guys were enjoying, gone. 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 Yeah, shut it down. So, um, yeah, we're shutting it down completely. So, I mean, we heard from basketball, you know, they're going to reevaluate after 30 days. Uh, I just heard today that they're talking about bringing basketball back towards June, um, resuming basketball towards June. So that's the even crazier part. So it's like if this, if this virus is gone before the end of the year, how do you do a new season of basketball if you, if you end your season, let's say, July or August? Um, like, we even tell the players, hey, guys, five days, and then get ready to play basketball again. Like, I don't know how any of that's going to work. This is crazy. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, like, what basketball, football, hockey, even though I feel like hockey's going to be right back up before we know it. Um, but out of all these sports, which one are you, like, really eager to get back? Well, they're uh, – I think baseball has been delayed. They're, they're, uh, they're pushing back the the uh, opening day two weeks. Um, so I'm a big baseball fan. Uh, I, was, I was really looking forward to seeing how people trashed the Astros this year. And now I feel like everyone's going to just kind of forget about it and they're going to get off scot-free again. So we can't have that. We got to have it back to where, you know, we're we're making fun of the Astros and baseball's in full swing. So I want baseball to start. Uh, we're supposed to have our fantasy uh, our fantasy baseball draft next weekend. Now that's up in the air. It, we're we're just we're in uh, turmoil here, man. Everything has gone crazy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely with you, man. I mean, I. Like I like I was saying, basketball was heating up. I was more looking forward to NFL free agency, which looks like it's still going to happen. Um, obviously, you don't you can't wine and dine players. Um, you had it's, you had to have a really good phone call. Uh, that's what it looks like. Um, is what it looks like. You're going to have to have. You're going to have to say, "Hey, man, this is everything we can do for you. We can't show you anything because we're on we're on a phone call." But um, <laughs> you know. It's just really uncomfortable, and like I said, I was looking forward to WrestleMania, which I can almost say is not going to happen. Um, Friday Night SmackDown was so uncomfortable to watch. Triple H did his best um, to make that as entertaining as possible. Um, Stone Cold comes back um, tomorrow night, and it looks like they're not going to have a crowd again. So I'm interested to see how that's going to look. It, it's just really uncomfortable, man. you telling me basketball is going to be played with no crowd comes back no crowd like I don't know a lot of it is just really weird really weird um we saw that Fast and Furious got pushed back a whole year they weren't even interested in waiting to see if they could put it out this year they're like no no no, no. Same thing with we'll, the quiet we'll put it out too. next April yeah quiet place right. too yeah and why are they I don't understand why I guess because the the further you push back the uh the more crowded the schedule gets and the, the, I guess the more it hurts the box office. 
But, yeah, I'm surprised that they've decided to go a full year. I don't get why they went a full year, mainly because the sequel was supposed to come out, excuse me, next year. So now you're pushing you're pushing that back two years. Um, so you're, you're you're seemingly saying you're going to have to film next year um, instead of filming this year, um, which I guess to them is is no big deal. And I mean, I I personally am not um, beating down the door for a Fast and Furious movie. So it could have came out five years from now, and I would have said that's too soon. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's just interesting that Universal is like. No, no, no. We'll, we'll put it out next year. And it's like, next year? I'm sure you pay for, like, all kinds of stuff to promote this movie for this year. Um, you don't right. have to say, hey, take all that money, put it on hold, push it to next year. Um, I'm more interested in seeing Morbius is supposed to come out soon. Do you oh, drop true. a second trailer? Venom uh, 2 comes out. It's supposed to come out this year, but I thought filming was done. Joel's telling me he he thought filming was still going on. I don't know. Maybe reshoot. So I'm like, I, no, I thought they were completely done. I thought they were completely oh, yeah. done. Obviously, you know, they could have said we want to go back and do some 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 reshoots or whatever. But I thought they were completely done. Um, so I was looking at it like they should be dropping a trailer soon. But now right. you look at it and you're like, we were supposed to be getting the Batman trailer in July. Trailer in July. Um, Eternals trailer. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Falcon and Winter Soldier full trailer. WandaVision full trailer. We would have had a, a, an extended look at Loki. We So much footage was supposed to be coming. We were supposed to be getting, and we still could, a first official look at The Rock in the Black Adam costume. Um, like, all this is supposed to be San Diego Comic-Con. We were supposed to get an updated look at what Barry is going to look like. Uh, for his Flash solo uh, at San Diego Comic-Con. And if that is canceled, I don't know what happens now with anything, um, honestly. I, I don't know if Warner Brothers just releases it for, for everyone. Um, I, I don't know. So it's like this coronavirus is legit for geeks. Geeks alone. Forget forget sports. Just geeks. It legit is making us go, why do I even wake up every day? Like, what are you making me look forward to every day as a geek when you're just ripping everything away from us? Um, so now that Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, put a halt on filming, I don't even know if that's still coming out in August. That could be pushed back, which would make WandaVision push back, which would make Loki push back. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I have no idea what's going on with this. But speaking of Falcon uh, and Winter Soldier, I wanted to mention this to you. I thought it was really cool. I thought you would like it. They had their investors meeting, um, uh, Disney did, uh, where obviously they're, they're stock shareholders or whatever, and they showed a trailer of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it was not released to the public, obviously, but I know what the trailer was. And, uh, again, Ooh. this is kind of like paraphrasing. This isn't legit scene for scene, but – the trailer apparently uh, goes like this. It starts off with Bucky visiting um, Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo obviously is still uh, locked up. He's visiting him because he's telling him that he's hearing that someone is trying to start up the super soldier project again. Um, Zemo tries to use the same codes that he did in the Civil War to kind of brainwash Bucky. Obviously, we know Shuri did a good job because it doesn't work. Um, we then see 
Bucky and Falcon arguing because Bucky's telling Falcon, we were friends by searching together. We're not actually friends. Um, and they, they kind of have that kind of pull, uh, that kind of struggle between each other because Cap is what made them friends, but they're not actually friends. Like, the, if you think about it, they, they're not really friends at all. Um, so we see that struggle. We see that Ross is behind the new Captain America. He gives this new Captain America the super soldier uh, serum. Um, and we also see that um, it seemingly looks like Zemo and Ross are forming the Thunderbolts with this USS agent um, that he will become the USS agent, but seemingly for the show, he's supposed to be the new Captain America. Um, we see Falcon struggle with being Captain America so much so he doesn't even want the shield. Um, and apparently he loses the shield and the USS agent has the actual Captain America shield. Like that's not a replica. That's that actual shield that they get a hold of. Um, and obviously Falcon and, and, and Buffy team up to get the shield back and to stop this fake imposter cap. Um, that seemingly is the feel of what this new season is supposed to be about. Um, really gets up in arms when he finds out that um, there was another Captain America. They're trying to make more Captain Americans. Um, but Ross is not a fan uh, of the fact that Captain America selected his replacement. That's why Ross thought it was important that the government selects Cap's replacement. And that's where we get the USS agent. So that essentially was the feel of the trailer. Um, our cut when we get the trailer will probably be along the same lines of that, but probably a little different. Um, but this, this show seems like it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be action driven. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what is the biggest thing you're looking forward to, um, of Falcon and Winter Soldier? Okay. So two things that I'm looking forward to, uh, Baron Zemo. I think they they did they laid the groundwork for him in Civil War very well. Uh, he's still one of my favorite villains from the MCU, uh, and I know a lot and a lot of my friends kind of give me that sideways look, like oh, I I can't even remember what he did, but he was able to he was able to defeat the Avengers without really lifting a finger. I loved how he was able to play the mind game so well. So I I think he's going to do more of the same with Falcon and Winter Soldier, probably try to just divide them. Uh, and the second thing, thing I'm looking forward to is just Bucky and Sam's interaction with each other because, again, you get a taste of it in Civil War and, and uh, a little bit uh, in Infinity War, but not, not really a lot. But I, I just like that, you know, they they're, they're not – they're the odd couple of the MCU, I'd imagine. You know, uh, they don't really get along, but they do it just for work. And they had some some funny banter, and I think we're going to get a lot of that as well. So I think that's going to be the the driving force for me watching this show, and I am very excited for it. I think I love that Sam is Captain America because, you know, it, in the comic books that's how it goes, and Sam is more than deserving to bear the shield. Again, I have friends who are like, well, he's just—he's not a superhero, really. He just has a jetpack, and he doesn't—he doesn't have any special powers. Really, it's—it's it's not about the powers. It's about what he believes in and his resolve and how he's—he's he's a good man, and that's what 
that's all Cap cared about when he was handing the shield over. So I look forward to seeing that. You know, I imagine Sam is is going to struggle with being Captain America, especially the way the the country is divided now. And I don't know if they're going to kind of delve into that, like, oh, a black Captain America. Well, that you can't have that. So maybe that'll mess with his his mind a little bit. Like, yeah, he's not good enough. And then, you know, obviously we know that he's more than deserving. So I'm excited to see if they play that that way. And I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I would hate if Marvel didn't touch on race. Uh, that's important. Um, you saying, um, you know, you don't like a cat pick, so you go out and find another white Captain America. Um, that's essentially you saying, eh, we kind of like the white face that was Captain America. And we kind of want to go with that. Um, so I need you to touch on it. I don't need you to make it the, the, the plot of the, the season, but I need you to address it. Don't ignore it. I mean, that's blatant. <laughs> that's yeah. blatant. And what a lot of people don't know is in the comic, there were two Captain Americas. One of them happened to be black. So I'm like, this is very apropos um, that in the comics, Cap had passed it off to Sam, who's black, and they're going with that in the MCU. I'm like, um, so, you know, just to, again, I don't need just like it was my issue with Supergirl when it was like um, it, it, it's girl power. Girl power is so much so it it made sure you knew um, how horrible men were. And it was like, I, no, 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 we get it. No, we get it. Okay, no, I get it. You, you can stop now. I don't need you to go that far. Um, but just touch on it. You know, don't ignore it. Let us know that you're comfortable um, with the decision that you made, which is making your new Captain America black. Um, so I am curious about that also, but um, I'm with you, man. I love Zemo. Uh, I, to me, I don't get anyone who has anything bad to say about Zemo, mainly because he's one of the only ones that is still alive, um, out of the Avengers villains. Um, so I'm like, someone could go, oh man, well, I thought Killmonger was better. Uh, no, I mean, possibly, but he's dead. So what can he do now? <laughs> Zemo's still alive. Zemo found a way to destroy the Avengers and not die. Think about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge win. That's a huge win. <laughs> like, you know how many of these uh, Avengers villains would have loved to have just been locked up? Thanos would have loved to have been locked up uh, with the opportunity <laughs> to, to get revenge. I'm sure he didn't want to die. <laughs> I'm sure Killmonger right. sure no didn't want to die. Yeah, I'm sure Ironmonger didn't want to die. So I'm like, yeah. I mean, if you're Zemo, you're like, this is a win. I get an opportunity at some point to, you know, maybe break out of here. Um, you know, so I'm like, yeah, that's a win for him. Um, but all right, let's move on. We got a few more stuff. Um, apparently, according to Vin Diesel, who maybe should have focused more on accuracy of bloodshot than talking about Guardians, but apparently, from Vin Diesel's lips, Guardians of the Galaxy will be in Thor 4. This kind of seems more like James Gunn was like, hey, I had my script already and it didn't involve Thor. And Feige was like, well, fine, if you're not going to put Thor in Guardians, we'll put Guardians in Thor. So we can get a payoff of the end of Endgame. I do believe the scene will only be them dropping Thor off and having like a funny back and forth with him. That is it. I don't think you'll see the Guardians help Thor fight. I don't think you'll see anything else besides that. But what are your thoughts on Vin Diesel confirming 
the Guardians of the Galaxy will be in store for. I'm with you. Uh, I believe that you're you're either going to see just them having a little, you know, some quips, and then they drop them off to his next adventure, or maybe you see where in sort of like in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when they're getting ready to fight a, a big monster, and it's just just like a really quick opening. Maybe they because Thor has nowhere to be, so maybe he's like, yeah, you know, I'll I'll fight with you for a little bit, and there's just an opening scene of them taking down a monster real quick, and then they're off. Guardians are, are off to their next thing. Uh, to me, it, it did seem kind of weird, but I wonder if it's because, you know, Hemsworth, I don't know if, what his contract is really at this point, but maybe it's just like, yeah, we don't have him after this movie, so we got to get this in now because he's not going to be around for the Guardians movie. So I don't know, but you know, it's cool, but am I am I super pumped for it? Not necessarily. You kind of knew that they were gonna do, they were gonna pay a little bit of a like a, a callback to that end scene and end game. So either way, it's it's a fun little cameo, probably nothing major, and that's why Marvel hasn't murdered Vin Diesel yet. So <laughs> if it were something, if it was something big, I, I would imagine. You know, hey, has anyone seen Vin Diesel uh, around these past few days? No, oh no, he's gone missing. Uh, yeah, and that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't really get super excited because I think it's only going to be a cameo. I, I don't even think it'll be a fight scene. I think it'll just be um, some quips back and forth, uh, mainly between obviously Star Lord and Thor. Um, I think that's literally the extent of it. I don't think it'll be anything yeah. more than that. Um, so all this is is just confirming us that we get a payoff from from Endgame. Um, so I, that that that's all I leave it at. Um, but all right, let's move on. We kind of already touched on this, so we can kind of breeze through it. Um, but you talked, you alluded to it earlier. Mark Ruff officially returning as Bruce Banner for the She-Hulk series. Um, how do you feel about that? It's cool. Uh, you got to have it. I think. Uh, obviously, Jennifer gets her powers from a blood transfusion from from Bruce so I, you got to show that I would imagine so even yeah maybe he he kind of takes on a mentor role for Jennifer where she, you know she she morphs into the Hulk or she Hulk and she doesn't know what to do and and Banner kind of just has to sit her down and tell her like you know a lot of people are going to be afraid of you and but you can control yours and you don't have to be a monster kind of thing so I, I don't see him because, again, we have a very declawed Hulk in the MCU now. So I can't imagine him getting into any fisticuffs in this series. Uh, all that's going to be left to She-Hulk. So, again, it, I don't think it, – it, it's awesome that he's in it. I like that because that, you just keep tying it in. But at the same time, don't expect too much from uh, Ruffalo. He had to be there because we know in the comics – um, Jennifer, I think it's injured or something, and she needs blood. Uh, right. Banner gives her his blood, which ultimately then turns her into She-Hulk. Um, so I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't know how anyone thought Disney could do that without Hulk. Uh, I mean, I guess you could allude to it and not show it, but then it's like, well, then don't even do the show. Um, I'm, I'm glad they're sticking to the accuracy of it. 
Um, they said it's going to be very accurate to the comics, which makes me very happy. Um, I do think there is a way to redeem Hulk to be what we want him to be, even though it won't ever be Savage Hulk. Um, right. Re-expose him the gamma radiation. I mean, it's as simple as that. Re-expose him the gamma radiation. Um, you know, it kind of makes them more so like the Hulk from Ragnarok more than the Hulk from Endgame. Um, and I think that's a healthy balance. I could live with that. A Hulk that's more like, give me a good fight than he is. Let's play chess. I, I'd rather that yeah. Hulk than the one that we have now. Um, but no, I mean, I would love to see Hulk, She-Hulk versus Red Hulk as the season finale. I would love that. I would freaking love that. Um, I think that would be very perfect. Uh, and I think there's a possibility we could get it. I doubt it, but it's a possibility. You know, something to look forward to. But until we hear that Ross is in it, probably unlikely. But, um, but I mean, I'm holding out hope that that's a possibility of something we can get. Um, but who knows? Who knows? I'm not really putting much stock in that. But, you know, wanted to put it out there. Maybe Feige could hear us. Um, but, yeah. All right. You have anything else to add about this? Yeah. I would like to see them team up against the Red Hulk. That'd be cool. Or maybe uh, she goes up against. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he gets a dose of ram uh, gamma radiation, and he he freaks out, and it's Hulk versus She Hulk, and she has to take him down a few pegs. I'd be all for that. I uh, I think she is a very interesting character. Even in you know in the comics, she's very complicated. You know, she's she's a lawyer. She's an Avenger. She was part of the Fantastic Four at one point. So she's been around uh, in, in a good way, not in a bad way. I'm not saying that. <laughs> she's, a, she's a very, she's a very well-respected character in the, in the Marvel comics. So I think you got to give her that same love and care that they do in the comics. And she's not, she's not a brute. She's actually extremely intelligent and fierce so I, I hope they bring all that into the show, and I think they will. So, man, let's hope so. The biggest thing I'm looking forward to is the season ending with, um, I think it's Jennifer. I think that's her name, Jennifer. I think it's Jennifer. Um, mm-hmm. Jennifer, like, you know, actually becoming a lawyer and her her receptionist going, we have a, uh, you know, someone's out here uh, looking for you. And she's like, you know, What's what's the name? I'm busy, and she's like, uh, you know, you hear the receptionist go name please, and then the receptionist goes back uh, to Jennifer. We have a May Parker waiting for you. If I heard that, uh-huh. I swear to God, I'm, I'm I'm doing cartwheels in that theater, man. I'm going crazy. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty cool. That that would be awesome. Yeah, because I know that there was the rumor that maybe uh, Mr. Murphy would represent uh, Peter, but either one. Either one, if you get either of those those guys in there, um, you got me. Yeah, I think that's the best route to go because um, you connect it and um, you're kind of showing, you know, and that would be a huge first case for her. Um, like as a superhero representing superheroes, that's a huge case, defending Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and we know from the Morbius set photos that he's missing. Um, you know, we don't know for how long, we don't know if it's been months, years, however long. Um, so I'm like, maybe Peter, maybe Aunt May, um, feels as though a lawyer is the best way to defend Peter. 
um, and, you know, clear his name. So I'm like, there's so many ways you can go with it. But this show ends with we have a May Parker out here for you. And then, you know, you don't really see Aunt May. Or even if you, even if she, uh, Marissa Tomei did make a, a small-time cameo for this, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, I'm with you. I would also lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a few more topics before I let you get out of here. Um, I want to start with, um, oh, this one's very important. Uh, I want to make sure I get this in for you specifically. Last of Us series for HBO coming after, I believe they said they're going to start working on it after they um, they get the second game out, um, which apparently looks like that probably won't even be this year. Um, but what are your thoughts on them actually surprisingly coming out of nowhere and doing a Last of Us series? I think a lot of this has to do with the success of The Witcher uh, because I had heard rumors a while ago that they were talking about possibly making a movie out of The Last of Us. And you got to, if you're going to do a video game adaptation, I think streaming is the way to go Um, or like HBO or whatever, Netflix, what have you. I think that game definitely lends itself to a series. Uh, it's such a good game with with really interesting characters, very intense, very scary at times. So you can kind of go the kind of the Walking Dead route uh, with, uh, with the clickers, I believe they're called. Um, yeah, I, I mean, someone even mentioned that they could get Nicolaj Waldau. I, I forget how you say his. He played Jamie Lannister in uh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Uh, you can get him for the for the series, and like, yeah, man, he's awesome. I love him. You get him in anything. I, I like it. So th- this this series, I think, has a lot of potential to just knock everyone's socks off and just. And if this succeeds, you're going to see more and more video game adaptations just go to streaming, and I, to me, that's the way to go. Yeah, I, I think this show has potential to be way better version of um, Walking Dead. Obviously, the the budget will be a lot bigger. Obviously, the platform is a lot bigger. Um, obviously, I'd even say the name of Last of Us more recently is bigger than the name of Walking Dead. Um, and your casting has to be spot on. I don't think it necessarily has to be um, big names like a lot of people were saying. Just do Logan. Uh, but for Last of Us, I wouldn't hate it, but it would feel too much like Logan. Because um, essentially the story of Last of Us kind of feels like the exact story of Logan. Um, so I'm like, I don't know if I'd like to see uh, Daphne Keene and Hugh Jackman team up again for this. I wouldn't hate it. Because um, they look just like the characters. So I'm like, yeah, that'd, that'd actually be pretty dope. Um, I really don't have a preference on who I'd like to see play it. I've never played the game because I don't have PlayStation. I have Xbox. But I love to watch cutscenes. Um, so I've watched the cutscenes for the entire game. Um, and I love the story of it. Excuse me. Um, and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, HBO has been on a hot streak. Outsiders, great. Um, uh, Watchmen, great. Um, so I'm like, they could do really, really, really good things with this. And what makes this so much fun for the the people writing this story, think of it like this. Last of Us, unless I completely miss out on something, isn't a comic book. It's only a game. So they could legit do anything with the story that they want 
because it's based off of the game. So all we'll know by the time the show comes out is what we saw in the first game and the second game. Nothing else. Um, you know, so it's like we don't have to hold them to, oh, you weren't accurate. Dude, I mean, you, you don't even know what we're basing any of this off of. Um, and what will be interesting to see is if they continue to make games, will the games be what sets up the show? Will the show at one point be what sets up the game? Um, you know, it'll just be really interesting to see that. Um, will they take any liberties? Because you don't want to make an exact, you know, uh, replica of the game into the movie. You want to kind of change it up a little bit, make it a little bit more mainstream. Uh, so people who've never heard of this will be interested in it. So it'll be interesting to see some of the liberties that it takes. But I- I'm really looking forward to this. And um, this is definitely a great project for HBO to take on, especially if um, we're not getting another season of Watchmen. Um, this is a great follow-up for them. Um, all right. Let's move on. Um, Richard E. Grant cast in Loki for one episode. Uh, apparently some of the rumors are saying he will be in a costume. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on who Richard Richard E. Grant could be playing? Uh, I had heard a rumor, and I think this would fit very well with the whole idea of time travel, is uh, Kang the Conqueror. And yeah. that's all I have, really. I don't know who else it could be. I, I like that. Yeah, I, uh, go ahead. Oh, I, I'm, I'm done. I don't know who else it could be, honestly. Um, no, I don't – you know how much I love to see it rise. I've, I haven't even given this a second thought. I could 100% see him as Kang. I still would prefer Michael Shannon because he looks exactly like Kang. Um, you wouldn't even really have to do that much makeup. He legit looks exactly like Kang the Conqueror. Um, He's crazy. But, I mean, Richard I – because mean, to me, my biggest thing with Richard E. Grant was I was very disappointed J.J. Abrams didn't make Richard E. Grant um, – damn it, Alex Thrawn, uh, Admiral Thrawn. Um, I was very disappointed because I'm like, he looks just like him. Why wouldn't you make him uh, Thrawn? Um, so I was disappointed in that. So now I'm like, anytime I hear Richard E. Grant's name, I don't want to get my, my hopes up. So I'm like, I don't want to go, oh, he's definitely Kang. They're going to set him up for the future. And then he's just some idiot in, in the show. So I'm like, and everyone, I hate when people say, you don't get an actor like that and then waste them. Idris Elba was Hemdale and did nothing for, for three movies, you know. So yeah. I like to remind people yeah. of that. So it, it, it could happen. It 100% could happen. Um, and it could very well be a cameo um, where maybe he's a younger Odin or maybe he's uh, whatever, you know, like there's just so many different things they could do. There is a possibility they bring in a big name like that and it's nothing. It has nothing to do with the the future of the MCU. So I'm not getting my hopes up, but Kang would make the most sense. So here's to that. Um, (laughs) All right. We got two more topics. Oh, three more topics. Um, Jesse Eisenberg said he would love to play Lex again. Are, are you interested in that at all? Uh, no, he can, uh, that character can go die a slow death for all I care. That was probably, I know you love, you like that movie. So I'm going to be, I'm not going to be harsh. Uh, even though I said it could die a slow death. That's pretty harsh. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you can't get any worse than that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's just, I really, uh, the cat's out of the bag on that one. Uh, I was not a fan of his portrayal. Um, he was more creepy than genius, honestly. It was just kind of the way he would 
play with that guy and the Jolly Rancher and talking about pee in a jar and just I, I he really turned me off from that role. Um, uh, I like Jesse Eisenberg as an actor. Uh, I just think he was given the wrong direction with the character, and I'm I, nothing from Batman v Superman left me wanting more of Lex Luthor in any capacity, let alone from Jesse Eisenberg. Just, yeah, I'm kind of over his portrayal of it. Um, And I I don't know why this was brought up. Like, who would have asked if he wanted to do this again? Because it's been years now, right? 2015, I think, 2016? Well, unfortunately, as long as these Snyder Cult idiots exist, anyone that is somewhat of a geek, um, we'll ask him about the Snyder Cut, which then will result in asking, oh, you know, we haven't heard anything about Superman, so if they ever did Superman, it needs a Lex, would you come back? So that's essentially where that came from. But I'll, I'll tell you this. CVS did not leave me wanting more Lex. It left me intrigued on what they were going to do with Lex. We saw what mm-hmm. that manifested into, and that was the end of Justice League. I was very happy with how the end of Justice League Lex looked. Um, he looked more sure of himself. He looked more confident. He looked more like he was growing into being like, I was very curious on what they would do after that, only for them to completely implode the DCEU, um, change our Batman, completely cancel out our Superman, um, heard nothing about Green Lantern, just got flashed off of the, you know, off of the brink of death, and then no Cyborg, um, Shazam exists, so I'm like, it completely imploded after the events of Justice League. Um, but I'm curious to see what Jesse Eisenberg could do under different direction as Lex Luthor. He's a great actor. He can do Lex Luthor. I just think Zach gave him the wrong direction. That's just where my mindset is. I won't argue anyone who thinks CVS is a horrible portrayal of Lex Luthor. I wouldn't argue with you. I wouldn't argue with you at all. Um, I would just say I was very pleased on what I saw at the end of Justice League, enough to where I'm curious to see what someone else could do with Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Um, J.J. Abrams, I think, could really do great things with Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Um, but that's just wishful thinking of J.J. Abrams doing a Superman movie. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not dying for a Superman movie right now. Um, no. I, there's other characters I think are, are needed. Obviously, you know, I put Batman at the forefront every day, all day, every second. Um, that's more important to me. Green Lantern's more important to me. Um, you know, because to me, the biggest reason why I'm not in a rush for Superman is Supergirl exists. We're getting a Superman show. Um, you know, outside of the Batman movie, we don't really see Batman anywhere else. Um, so I'm like, if we don't get Batman in the movies, you telling me I got to just wait for cartoons every year? Um, (laughs) but with Superman, we've seen him... Uh, more now than we have when when Henry was was still Superman. So I'm like, we've gotten a lot of Superman. I mean, hell, Crisis on Infinite Earths gave us four different Supermans. There are three different Supermans. Maybe it's three or four. Whatever. However many. There was more than one. Um, so I'm like, we're good there. We're we're good. Um, Superman can wait. You can wait. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Jesse Eisenberg can do as Lex after the events of Justice League. Um, but I, let's move on. 
Um, Freddy vs. Jason screenwriters want to do a sequel. This excites me more than anything we've talked about all day today. Um, I love that movie so much. I loved every second of that movie. I desperately have always wanted a sequel. Um, I hate when studios take to, to do sequels. Um, the fact that the fact that um, that Tom Cruise flight movie came out in the 80s and you're just now doing a sequel to that is disgusting. The fact that Bad Boys 2 came out in 2002 and you're just now releasing a third is disgusting. Uh, I don't... Tom Cruise is different because Tom Cruise looks the same now as he did in the 80s. Cool. No problem. I can live with that. Seeing a older, fatter Will Smith and Martin Lawrence for Bad Boys 3 did nothing for me. Nothing for me at all. Um, it just, it, it, no, <laughs> no, I did not like that. Um, but what are your thoughts? Did you enjoy Freddy vs. Jason? Would you be interested in the sequel? Uh, yes, actually. I, I, I did enjoy it for the most part. It's really schlocky, campy, fun. Uh, again, that's something where you just turn your brain off for, a, you know, hour and a half, hour 45 and just, you know, let, let them have at it. Um, I would like to see a sequel where, we see more of them fighting because I think you only see it twice in that movie, right? They, they bring Jason into the dream world and then they fight in Camp Crystal Lake. So I yep. would like to see a little bit more, a uh, little action between those two. But I mean, those fights were so much fun when they actually got to fighting. And I think more care would be taken with the story overall if they did a sequel because... I, that that story was just so ridiculous, and the characters were terrible. But it's funny that you bring this up. Uh, a friend of mine and I were talking about this the other day, that I'm a big Kelly Rowland fan. <laughs> and he's like, I think you're the only person in existence who's a big Kelly Rowland fan. But uh, that was part of the appeal for why I wanted to see that movie. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's, you know, neither here nor there, really. Because no, she I, can't get her back. I completely agree with you. I was one of the very few people that thought she was more talented singing-wise than Beyonce. Um, so I've always been a huge Kelly Rowland fan. Uh, it's just she didn't have star power. Um, she didn't yeah. have the backing. She didn't have any of the things that Beyonce had um, to launch her into stardom. I think Kelly Rowland was a better singer than Beyonce. I still think Kelly Rowland is a better singer than Beyonce. Um, and it did not hurt to look at Kelly Rowland in that movie. Um, not no, whatsoever. Didn't hurt at Very good. Did not hurt. Um, yeah. But that scene, uh, that scene, that movie gave me the second best Jason kill I've ever seen, which was closing uh, the guy up in the mattress. Um, yeah. I still don't think I still don't think that's better than when Jason rolled those three girls up in sleeping bags and killed them with each other. That was the dopest oh, kill scene I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was the most creative. <laughs> Jason was, was that, sure that uh, Jason in space or Jason X? Oh, oh, when oh, okay, when um, that that also has the uh, the nitrous right or the. Uh, yeah, he freezes the woman's face and then smashes it. That that has some good kills in it. That was a pretty yes, funny it does. Movie. Yes, it does. People give John Wick so much credit about the pencil kill, and I'm like, Jason did it with a sleeping bag. Like, and here's the crazier thing: Jason could have easily just strangled these chicks. 
<laughs> like very easily. Oh, strangled, gone. Sad, gone. I really that, like that's the. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's the uh, no, illusion, right? Right. Yeah. That, that's when they mm-hmm. create the uh, the illusion for them. I forgot yeah. about that. And we covered that for uh, they called us a movie months ago, but oh man, that was so funny. Yes, it was. I I remember that, and I remember saying, I don't think anyone could kill someone cooler than this, and I don't think I've seen it. I mean, closing someone up in a mattress is pretty dope, but I can't remember. Um, a death I thought was more creative than rolling chicks up in the sleeping bag and killing them with each other. Like he didn't slam them against trees or against the ground. I think he hit them with each other, which is even funnier. That uh, Jason is that that is sick. I, I need a sequel to Freddy vs. Jason. That is the be all to end all. I need a sequel to that. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, what could it hurt really? And you get the two, nothing. you get two iconic killers, right? Nothing. You get two iconic killers in there. Uh, I don't know if you get Robert England back, but I feel like you would have to, because uh, I, I don't, I didn't like um, what's his name's portrayal, Rorschach. The guy who played Rorschach. Yeah, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember his thing. name. I thought he was a fine Freddy Krueger. I just thought that was a really weird storyline for you to go with. Um, yeah, and I think that kind of took yeah. away from, yeah, it was, I, I just, again, I think if you take a good actor under better, uh, better leadership, maybe you get a better portrayal. Um, uh, I don't think he was great, but I, I didn't mind yeah. it. I just thought the story was very uncomfortable. I'm like, are you trying to make me like creeped out or am I supposed to just be weirded about Freddie killing people in their dreams? Cause it went very like. Wasn't he like a child molester in, in you know, uh, in in the story? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, they, they, they portray right. it as if, like, they portray it at first as if he was, like, wrongfully accused and murdered, mm-hmm. and then it turns out that he definitely molested children. <laughs> it's really it's weird like way to go. Movie. Yeah. It's Jackie Earl Haley, by the way. I just, I just remembered. But, yeah, Perfect. I mean, if yep. you get Robert England, you get Robert England in this, I'd see it. Why not? You know, on a I got nothing better to do one weekend. I'll be there. I'll go. I'm completely with you. I might even find a way for us to go together. Uh, I think that would be. I know my. Let's go. So it's a date. We can go. Let's do it, man. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, All right. Let's get to our last topic so we can end this show. Um, after the Squadron Supreme make their debut in Loki, it's been rumored that Marvel is looking to develop a show based around the group. I hope this isn't true. The Squadron Supreme is only best used in other shows, like against the Avengers and a Loki show. Squadron Supreme is Marvel's way of doing the Justice League. They legit, every character matches the Justice League, almost identically. Um, and I don't really have any interest in seeing the Justice League outside of properly seeing the Justice League. So I'll probably watch it because that's our job to do so, but I really think they should focus on better things than the Squadron Supreme. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I When I saw that, uh, that story, I wasn't thrilled. Um, I think – I think they should probably focus more on the uh, Thunderbolts more because that's a more interesting team to me. 
Uh, I have no, I've never had any interest in Squadron Supreme, to be honest. Uh, and I, I don't know where you would go with it. Like, I, you, you give Feige the benefit of the doubt, obviously, because of what he's done. But then sometimes you just think like, yeah, maybe you're getting a little bit too power hungry. And yeah, for sure. This is this is one of those areas where you're just like, all right, I mean, you could do it, but not many people are going to really care. Not at all. People who care don't care. Uh, so I don't really know who your who your target audience is because I'm a fan of the you know of comics and I know exactly who they are and I still don't care. There's nothing about right. them that I'm like, yeah, I, w- I want to see more about them. No, I want to see less. Seeing them in Loki is too much. Um, I just don't <laughs> want to see rip off Justice League when I don't even have a Justice League in my DCEU. I want to see rip off versions of them. Um, now, so now, what no. happens if what happens if they do it better than the Justice League though? Like, what if you know they they show these characters in Loki, and everyone's just like, yeah, we got to have more of them and. It's just totally DC. Here's the thing. One, you'll never hear me admit that. Two, there's <laughs> no way you can out Justice League the Justice League. You know I'm a huge Batman fan. You, there's no doing yeah. Batman better than Batman. Um, so it, it'll never happen. I, I actually had someone on Instagram say that exact same thing, like, oh, Marvel fanboys are, are ready to attack uh, the, the Justice League when this comes out. And I'm like, they can try. But no, if the Squadron Supreme ever faced the Justice League, the Justice League wouldn't need wouldn't even need all members to kill the Squadron Supreme. Wouldn't even need them all. I think they could just go out there with Batman and Superman, maybe Wonder Woman, and get the job done. That's it. Yeah, that's all they need. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, no, they're not. It, very, it will never. Guys, they're not a very cool group. So they no. could probably be taken no. down quite easily. And mainly because they're legit, like I said, they look exactly, obviously not color scheme-wise, because Night Owl obviously doesn't look, um, what was it? Is it Night Owl? I think it's something like that. Um, obviously, he doesn't look just like Batman, but the idea of the character is very Batman-esque. But I'm with you. Focus on Thunderbolts. Do that. That's what we want. We don't want Squadron Supreme. We honestly didn't even want Loki. <laughs> We're getting yeah, used to I'm... it more now because of how cool it looks, but no one besides Tia was asking for more Loki. We were quite content when he died in uh in Infinity War. We were okay with the idea that we'd never see him again. We were okay. We didn't need yeah. more. Yeah, again, so, again, I thought that was another another fitting ending for such a great character, right? You you have him where he tries to save the day and he he goes out hero-esque and uh, it gives Thor, it just adds to that story arc. And I, I mean, I, everyone loves Tom Hiddleston. I don't think there's anyone amongst us who thinks he he's run his course necessarily, but if they had done, if they had just said, yep, he's dead, that's the end, I would have been okay with that. But am I going to say, am I not going to watch key series? No, of course I'm going to watch it. I like that character, but I'm not really, you know, I, I'm not begging for it. Like, oh my God, thank God the Loki's coming out. I just, uh, I'm yeah. interested. And if if I enjoy it, I enjoy it. If not, so be it. I'm more intrigued in the show now 
than I was when it was first announced that they were going to be doing the show. Um, mainly because that Loki existing out of time is just a problem for me. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Because I don't want I don't want to give anyone ideas on wait, if he can go out of time and exist, then it not be a problem. Can't they go back and get Natasha or Tony? No, no, right. no, no. People need to stay dead. For yeah. If people don't stay dead, dying will mean nothing. Nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Their, like, their sacrifices carry no weight. Yeah, I'm like I was. I hated when they brought Gamora back, and everyone kept telling me, well, what did you expect? He'd heard to die. He died. Right. They were like, well, there was a Guardians 3 that needed to happen. I'm like, well, then why would you kill her? Like, you could have easily just killed the other sister and gotten the Soul Stone. You killed Gamora for a reason. She needed to stay dead. Um, and I think that would have been a great arc for, uh, for, um, for Star-Lord, existing without Gamora. How does he exist without Gamora? And when they brought her back, I'm like, God damn it. And then I'm like, all right, well, maybe they'll bring Tony back so I can get the Illuminati. Nope. Every time you hear from Robert Downey Jr., oh, no, I'm done. What? Damn it. <laughs> Why won't the people who I want to stay dead stay dead and the people that I need stay alive? It's just, again, I personally feel like Feige is attacking me. Um, but, all right, Dan, um, I want you to plug, uh, cause you got a lot of stuff to plug. So I want you to get your plugs in before we, uh, we wrap up the show. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, so the, you can find me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at the Aquino Come joke around with me. I'm a fun guy. Uh, you could also catch me on, they call this a movie with my friends, Mark and Anthony, uh, episodes air every Thursday. Uh, we are at the main Danny on Twitter, and we have we're on iTunes, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, all the good stuff. And every Wednesday, you can catch me on Stranger Danies, our real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and that is at Stranger Danies on the Twitter. And again, iTunes, uh, Podbean, all that good stuff. And obviously, we are on Geek Fudge Nation. So please. Give us a listen on there. Visit all the good stuff that Geek Vibes Nation has, and we'll just keep this. Uh, we'll keep this party going. Absolutely. Make sure you guys follow them. Uh, Dan is amazing. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, it was just us, and I felt like it was so much fun. We covered yeah. all of our topics, and we went off topic like eight times. That's what professionalism yeah. looks like. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Thank you. Stay tuned, everyone. Um, I will be interviewing a one of the writers of Family Guy, uh, Family Guy in the Cleveland show. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And me and Kanan are going to work on getting more interviews. Um, you know, we kind of took a little lull. We're working on other stuff, but that was our bread and butter. So we're going to get back to doing a lot of interviews. So stay tuned to see who we're interviewing next, because uh, I guarantee you it'll be worth the listen. Again, thank you, Dan. And we'll see you guys same time, same place next week. Peace. Are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies? Are B-movies more your style? Then the folks over at They Call This A Movie have you covered. Join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi, action, comedy, and more. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean at theycallthisamovie.podbean.com. They Call This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time.